Caitlin Bennett is a reporter and commentator. Her channel Liberty Hangout has over 600,000 followers on YouTube, almost a million on Facebook. She joins me for the first time. Caitlin, thanks for coming on. I know you don't do many interviews, so I'm very appreciative of you being here. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to make it on sooner, but I'm really glad that I got the chance to sit down and talk to you. So thank you for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. I remember we were talking a couple of months ago and you said there was big surprises coming. You couldn't tell me what it was. I was like, uh, I was hoping it wasn't sickness. I was hoping it wasn't something. I didn't know if it was a movie, but it was everything that we've seen on your channel, which is a kid, uh, your faith. Um, some new content came out. You did a couple of videos and you've posted stuff, some stuff since then. I watched a couple of the videos today. They're great. The one outside the, uh, the abortion clinic. So lots of great stuff coming from you. I wanted to ask you a bit more going back further and then we'll get into where we are now. Um, when you were, of course, known as the Kent State gun girl for better or for worse, were you already doing political activism? Was that the first time? Were you doing videos? Tell us how you got into all of this and how like how the craziness began, basically. So, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's going back almost four years mm -hmm. now. Um, basically, I was doing um, videos and interviewing students while I was a student at Kent State. And my then boyfriend, now husband, Justin, obviously filmed and edited all the videos for me and then put them up on his YouTube Liberty Hangout. So Liberty Hangout was created and was a thing long before I was ever the face of it. I just uh, got a a little bit more subscribers than what Justin <laughs> had. Wow, throwing um, shade then, so quickly. It's okay. He knows it's basically my channel now. So wow. I took it over, but you know, it's benefited us. So he's welcome for all of my hard work. Um, so uh, we basically were already doing this. And then I took that photo as a protest to the gun laws on my campus. And it just opened up so many doors to basically lead me to where I am now. And I cannot be more thankful and grateful for every blessing I have, I have gotten that I definitely don't deserve, but, um, it, it's been an amazing journey and I can't believe thinking about it right now. It's been four years. Wow. <laughs> I know. And over the last two years, I was watching, I was an avid watcher of your channel when you're Thank going, you. you're welcome. When you're going from college campus to college campus, crazy scenes. Um, the the feeling I remember most from it is actually the anger of like these students are basically abusing you and nobody coming to your defense, whether it be online or like maybe one student saying, "Hey, we shouldn't be doing this," and the fact that they all think they're they're being good people when they do this stuff. What's going through your mind when? I don't know which one I remember specifically, but there's one where they're, I think Joel Patrick was there and they're basically swarming you guys throwing stuff at you on your way to your car. What's going through your mind while this chaos is happening? Are you afraid? I know you have bodyguards. What's going on there? So I was never afraid. I, that was the first time that it had, it had happened and I just did not expect this, this outrage. I know people hate me and I know that people want me dead, but I was not expecting just the, the hundreds of students who were willing to skip class to throw toilet paper at my head or throw rocks at my head or, or get hot coffee and burn my skin wet. I wasn't expecting it. Um, so basically what, what was going through my head was, what did I do? 
I was like, what, what exactly did I do to make all of these people so mad at me? Um, and it's a very interesting point you bring up about how you recognize that there weren't a lot of people coming to my defense. And that's actually something no one has ever caught on by themselves. So thank you for acknowledging that number one. But that brings up a good point is that there were two girls on that campus who did stand up for me. And because there were only two people really generally that, that's that, that said something and told people to leave me alone, who were actually able to uh, raise $10,000 in scholarship funds for them. And uh, it's good for them, but it's also sad. (laughs) There were really only two women on that campus who had the balls to say something and defend me. Um, Looking back at it, it was so fun. I miss <laughs> it. I really, really do. Um, there's something just empowering and the adrenaline being able to walk on a campus unannounced and have 600 students completely lose control of their emotions and their behaviors because of, of your conservative opinions. It is a drive. It is a thrill. It is it's a sense of empowerment that you really don't understand until you hold that power in your hands and you're like, why are you so mad? <laughs> I'm an instigator. I love it. <laughs> so am I. And shout out to Joel Patrick in his giant truck. Um, so I, I remember these videos. I was tweeting out like, even if you don't like her, how can you support this? I mean, they're spitting, if I recall correctly. And then there's another yeah. video. Um, it was one that was in the rain and a lot of Black Lives Matter uh protesters at the campus and i remember explicitly the police telling you that it was your fault um the police were standing there saying Mm -hmm. um you need to leave uh because you're instigating this it reminded me of australia when they say that you're inciting violence that old crime that they try to pull up in australian videos but you're standing there and you've got all these raging you know, 18 to 22 year old or however old they are in front of you yelling at you. And the people who represent the school are saying that it's your fault. The police are saying, we just need you to leave. And it, and it's, I think it was an, an overall, a story about our society at the time, which I guess still probably exists where we're blaming the individual for, you know, uh, uh, speaking her mind at the time. And we're not punishing the people who are the ones actually doing something wrong, legally, morally, however you want to quantify it. They're the ones acting this way and they want to remove you from the situation. And at the end of the day, I think it's because they don't want to have to go through the paperwork or the effort that it takes to stop these students and make them adhere to their own rules on campus. But what what what, is, what does it feel like to be sitting there and basically they're telling you that you're at fault for other people's ridiculous actions? It's, it's, it's some type of, uh, how would I put that? I was dumbfounded that this not only was an officer, this was a grown man. This was, this was a grown male figure that one women are supposed to look up to. You're supposed to be, feel safe around, you know, grown males. They're supposed to protect you. They're supposed to, you know, defend you and everything like that. Uh, but this man was, I'm going to be nice here. He was a (laughs) sissy. And I just, him looking at, I remember looking at his face and him just saying, I need you to leave because then I can get these other kids under control. And I looked at him square in his face. I said, if you can't control them when I'm here, 
you definitely cannot control them when I'm not here. And I just said, I'm not leaving. I don't know what you expect from me. And I was like, you're going to have to arrest me to get me off of this campus. Um, and he was not happy. He basically told me, you know, all, you know, we worked with you and we're, we're, we're trying to be accommodating, but you know, this has just gone too far. And it's like, tell that to the people who are spitting on me and have skateboards trying to chase me. Eventually my security team, and that was actually at UCF that you're referencing. Mm -hmm. So that was in a different college in Florida. And, um, Basically, my security team had to step over uh, the police and do their job and get me to safety eventually and get me out of there. And it was that was a wild ride. That one was fun, too. I miss this. So <laughs> Knowing that people are probably going to try to get your guys in trouble there, your security team. Do you have to tell them to be extra careful in their aggression towards people who are trying to attack you? I'm not saying they're at fault. I'm saying if your security guard does one thing wrong an entire day, I'm guessing the media is going to come down on you super hard. Do you have to, you know, do they need special instructions in that way? They are so professional. So they are trained. They have licenses. They have insurance. They've gone through a intensive training. Uh, they are actually military personnel. So they've been through way worse mm -hmm. than some, you know, angry 72 gendered kids on a <laughs> campus. So, you know, it is funny listening to them recount, like, I did not expect this. This is just so crazy. Who are you? What did you do to these people? Uh, but they've always stuck with me. Unfortunately, I haven't seen them in a while because after becoming pregnant, I decided that that wasn't the safest place for my baby to be. Um, and so I haven't seen them in a while, but I fully trust them. There was one time and there was one viral clip that went around of someone, one of the protesters filming one of my security guards, literally picking up this guy, this student who had a skateboard who was running at me. He picks him up and he just chucks him like the <laughs> Hulk. And you can hear like his head <laughs> You can hear his head crack on the on the picnic table or whatever it was. I'm not going to say if I endorse endorse that or not, but uh, it saved clip. me from it saved me from getting hit by the skateboard. <laughs> I had figured that they I you probably mentioned that they had the training, but I had figured it because when I was was going through military training, they literally do have people come up and yell at you and, so that you can learn to handle that sort of stuff. Um, of course in Canada it's people yelling at you in French. But uh, it's a, you know, pretty much the same thing, I'd imagine. Now, after you've gone to these schools and, you know, it's all over Twitter, the, this mob of children running after you, have it, did any of the schools ever reach out to apologize? Did any groups reach out for any support or anything like that? I have a feeling the answer is no right off the bat. So the only schools that actually reached out to me um, for support after something like that happened was UCF. They actually had a college Republicans and a turning point group. Of course, turning point and I don't get along. So uh, oh, we're they weren't officially <laughs> they weren't officially allowed to do anything with me under the group turning point. But the students did uh, reach out to me and uh, actually invited me back, and they walked around campus with me to show that they weren't going to be silenced either. That was the first time that that's ever happened. And from there, um, another college in Florida, USF, I think. 
There's so many different <laughs> letters for all these colleges in Florida, but I think it was USF. They invited me out as well, which that was pretty, that was good. Some of the students themselves got in, uh, assaulted for having me out there and my presence being around them. But, um, I think it builds character. So <laughs> I want to ask you about your channel now and your website now, then I'm going to have to ask you about turning point you brought it up. So it's your fault. Um, <laughs> Over the time, and obviously you were pregnant and going through what you went through, but I noticed that you were pushing a lot more content and exclusive content to your website. Tim Pool does stuff like this. A lot, a lot of people are pushing stuff to their website now. Was this a, a well-thought-out uh, transition? Is it working out? Um, is it because of the censorship? Tell me how that sort of stuff progressed in, in, in business-wise, how you wanted to start pushing people to, um, I think it's Liberty, I don't have it actually written down, but LibertyHangout.tv, I think? Yes, so Thank that's you. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so basically that's something we started, um, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago now, maybe right over a year. This was when COVID started, that we decided we're going to want to talk about things that they're not going to let us talk about on YouTube. So we've got to do something. Uh, the censorship was coming down really hard. Um, so we were like, let's do something. So my husband built an entire website and uh, drove traffic there. And it also helps support us uh, financially because it's a subscription-based website where people can go to get my uncensored opinions. They can have uh, behind the scenes into how we film, what goes into getting ready to film, uh, some conversations that we can't put on YouTube. And it's been a really great way to just compile all of these things. And we don't have to worry about YouTube taking away our channel and taking away our livelihoods because that's how we make our money. So it's, uh, it's, it's been really, really good. And I'm thankful that he is tech savvy and he is smart enough in the business world to think about doing something like that. With the sheer amount of views that you're getting from those videos, did you get offers from other networks? I know you did stuff on Infowars. Did they want to bring you back? Were other people throwing offers at you during that time? No, actually, because really? I strictly went to Infowars, that kind of did not do great things for me in the sense of other people wanting me to come on and do things with them. If you're involved with InfoWars and you carry around an InfoWars mic, you're kind of done. Um, but I don't regret it. It uh, definitely was a really amazing time in my life and my career. And Alex was so generous by, with the time that I was with them that um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for InfoWars. So I'm completely 100% independent now. And I love it that way. <laughs> That's really the dream I think everybody wants to go through. So in terms of the censorship, I'd imagine Facebook hits you really hard. I'm 100% familiar with the YouTube censorship. Uh, that's how I got to where I am now. Um, I remember, and maybe people don't remember this, was you were on the Logan Paul podcast, weren't you? And <laughs> That was exactly two years ago. Today, I actually made my call-out video to him because he's such a little wimp. Yeah. <laughs> Professional boxer now. I prefer Jake Paul in the boxing scene, personally. <laughs> um, but I remember you were on that, and you and I don't have a problem with those guys, but you made them look bad, I think, with just being able to answer their questions that they've never had actually answered before. And I remember thinking at the time, watching them, again, don't really have a problem with them, but they're so California and they don't even realize it. That's what I was thinking at the time. Like they don't understand that as a guy living in California, they were so 
so offended by things. They wanted to make sure like gender was proper, properly represented and certain words weren't used. And I was thinking, I'm like, these are like, seem like regular guys, but like California, they don't seem to realize that they're a little bit more sensitive than the rest of the, the Western hemisphere here. Uh, did they completely take it down or did they trim segments? How did that go again? No, they completely took it down. And to your point about being so California, Logan is actually from Ohio. So he actually, yeah. So uh, actually he was, went to the same high school as one of my friends. And one of my, my friends was like, don't go on there with him. He's a psycho. No one liked (laughs) him uh, even in high school. And I was like, everyone deserves a chance. Uh, But once it was popular to hate me and people went viral for it, they decided to make a whole big scene and delete my um, episode. It's we downloaded it and uploaded it somewhere. So it is, it's still out there and I'm sure other people did too. Um, but one of the the funniest things I remember they had Russell Brand on, which is Katy Perry's husband, if they're still married, who knows at this point. Um, but he he had Russell Brand in the same seat I was sitting in. And the very first question he asked Russell Brand was, Do you know Caitlin Bennett? <laughs> of course Russell Brand doesn't know Caitlin Bennett. He has more important things to worry about. But I do appreciate Logan getting my name out there to um, you know, internationally known comedian so that was pretty good well i then if i forgot that they're from ohio then they must be so crippled by you know political correctness out there i just did i was just sitting there watching i didn't expect them to be like caitlin you're offending but you can't say that and i was like oh my god and and that reminds me there's a comment and i'm gonna come off like a super fan of you and i don't really care people can say what they want but in in the videos people are always saying that you they they pull out racism somehow. I don't think there's you've even ever commented on any sort of race relations. Does that come from any misrepresented clip or anything? So are you talking about like people just call me racist yeah. all the time? Um, so what what do they say that that's I don't know. Actually, I can't think off the top of my head. I'll probably, okay, during the BLM stuff, I was highly critical of that. I also had several videos uh, talking with black people and BLM supporters alike, uh, just basically telling them that their whole movement is a lie. Black people aren't victims. Uh, They're, you know, just stop. Like no one, like it, you are not held down by racism in America. You're fine. Just go out there and like, do what you want. No one's going to shoot you, especially not the police. Here's the statistics to back it up. Uh, so that's where people call me racist, I guess. I'm not sure. I guess so. But like I mentioned, you do the video with Joel Patrick, you have black security guards, you interview black people. I just never, I just didn't know if there was some sort of like out of context clip they were referring to. Let's get to you know, you called yourself a little bit of a disturber like myself. Let's get to what's TPUSA. I always ask people what they think of these groups uh, more generically, but you don't get along with them. Was there an incident of, of some kind? Yes, there was. Uh, the very first time I ever went viral, I it wasn't even my name. It was because my chapter decided to hold an anti-safe space event. We actually got this idea from another chapter who did this. Of a sorority, we just beamed- sorry? What was that? A chapter of TPUSA or a sorority? Yes, yes. I, I went right to sorority because of college, you know, but. Um. Oh, no. So, yeah, a Turning Point chapter. I was the president, actually worked for Turning Point. 
at the same time. So I was a campus coordinator and they would pay me to, um, basically host and organize events as, as, as the, um, the, the chapter president. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's anti-safe space event. That would be so funny. Cause Kent is Kent state in Ohio is ripe with liberals and safe spaces. And it's just, it's a great time if you're a conservative there and you want to poke the bear. So we held an anti-safe space event and we actually teamed up with um, Young Americans for Liberty. And one of the, ch one of the chapter members there wanted to wear a diaper to portray himself as a baby. It was so funny. I thought it was the most hilarious thing still to this day. I've probably never laughed that hard than I did that day. Uh, Charlie Kirk, the next day, we went to go see him at a speaking event and he told me he loved it. Um, we were making waves. We put a Kent State turning point chapter on the, uh, on the map. And he was so proud of me. Well, the donors didn't like it when the leftists started, you know, making fun of a guy in a diaper, which <laughs> <laughs> he deserved it. It was funny and it was weird. Uh, but he, he didn't like that. The donors were mad about it. So they disavowed me, lied about knowing it was happening. And then they, uh, Charlie basically kind of threw me under the bus and was like, Oh, we're so sorry. This was so gross. And it was disturbing and stuff. So I, um, did my best to try and make up for what I had done. I even apologized. I do not apologize. Caitlin Bennett does not apologize <laughs> for anything. Uh, I, I apologized. And uh, eventually I realized this wasn't where I was meant to be. I wrote a scathing resignation letter, posted it on Justin's Liberty Hangout website. And that went viral. And I got a couple of interviews from other conservatives that don't particularly like Turning Point. And I am been blacklisted ever since and i wear that as a badge of honor <laughs> do you so you don't get invited to any of these events i'm guessing then <laughs> i do get invited oh, you do? Well, okay. not like not like the conferences i don't get invited to uh their raunchy conferences or anything where they have like strippers blowing money out into the crowd i don't get invited well, to that i'm not allowed to be there <laughs> i'm guessing there's no cameras at those i didn't know that was a thing Oh yeah. It, it's, well, they're not strippers. They were just, you know, very, um, skimpy dressed women using a, a money gun to, it's very conservative. If you ask me, I mean, you think of conservatism, <laughs> that's exactly what you get. <laughs> Don't you think it's weird? And I ask people a lot of this or a lot of the time. Um, it's a very, establishment conservative thing to be afraid of these tweets from from leftist sources and it's okay to want to have a, a public opinion of some kind or a public image of some kind but i find up here the the major conservative party up here and then of course uh, some republicans it's like they're more afraid of tweets than their actual constituents and it's this desperation to reach out to people that I don't think will ever vote for them. So do you see this? Do you recognize this? Do you have an opinion on that? It, it seems to me like we're trying to appeal to people who either want you in jail or they think that you're a terrible person. Yeah, I've actually always kept my um, opinion in my course with my work and my in the YouTube channel and everything. I've started politics and campus activism back in, in school when I was a student with the idea that I don't want to change anybody's mind. I don't care about the people who don't agree with me. If they, if they come to my side, great. But 
my purpose and my goal was to always inspire the people who already thought like me, but were maybe too intimidated or too afraid to speak up for themselves. I never once cared about trying to convince a leftist that they were wrong because at the end of the day, they're still leftists. And I think a part of the problem with conservatism and the right wing and Trump is that a lot of people that were Democrats ended up coming over, you know, the, the walk away movement. I think the walk away movement is not good. <laughs> it might be good for votes and Maybe it, it'll sway one state or one county or something like that. But at the end of the day, we're trying to tell these people, oh, look, you know, what are the most important things about the Republican Party and conservatism? Why should you join our side? We tell them taxes. We tell them the economy. We tell them work, uh, you know, uh, free speech and all this stuff. And none, nothing cultural comes out of it. So we have all these culturally left people who just want lower taxes now calling themselves conservatives and Republicans. And it's changing the message of conservatism because conservatives means something. It means conserving family traditions and values and conserving uh, faith in families. It's conserving the culture that conservatives want for a society. And when we just boil politics down to taxes and the economy, free speech, and while those things are important, there's much more to, to our side than trying to bring over some Democrats because I don't want them. <laughs> they can stay over there. <laughs> Caitlin, let me tell you something. It's rare that we have an Andrew Says guest that talks more shit than I do. So I applaud you. <laughs> I applaud you in this for either creating enemies or vocalizing more enemies on this very show. I'm very proud of you in this moment. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of you. Um, and a bit more. And we're going to change to a serious note now. We're going to a serious note. Um, having a child... You know, um, clearly you've had uh, religion is more involved in your life now. Do you see yourself going back to the to the old content, the classics, we'll call them? Do you you just talked about how you miss it so much? Um, do you see yourself going back to it? Are you going to do more of a podcasty thing, more studio stuff? What can people expect from you? You know, twenty twenty two vision here. That's a good question. That's Isn't a question it? that I've I've been. That's a question I've had in my mind for, gosh, for, I guess, the past, you know, well, I'm not going to say how far along I am because I want to keep baby private. But um, since I got pregnant, that's been the question on my mind that I really don't have an answer for. I, I do know plans. So plan is once we know Trump's going to run again. So we will be going to his rallies. We will, we will be going to the protesters. We will be going to the... I don't know. It's going to be Joe Biden or Hillary running against Hillary. him. <laughs> I really hope Hillary. I want, I want the whole thing to happen again. It's like a time loop. It, it, and it would be so fun. <laughs> it would be so fun. It's just going to be like, everybody's going to be like, Oh my God, this again, but I'll laugh. At least I'll be entertained. I'm, I'm okay with reliving 2016. <laughs> it was a good time in my life. I'm okay with reliving it. I definitely plan on going back out in the field. Will I go to a college campus again? Probably not, uh, because there will be someone relying on me to come home safe mm. that day. And it's just not worth it. And at some point I'll be, oh my gosh, I'm 26. At some point, I'm going to get too old to be running around on these wow, campuses. Wow, I'm feeling, <laughs> I mean, I'm 19, but um, 
I'm feeling old by when you say, oh, 26, I'm just aging into dust here. I can't be going out. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, when you're a woman, it hits you differently okay, when you age. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So, uh, I would encourage you to do more podcasty stuff. If it, if you have the viewership and you have the subscriptions, I think you should do it. It's fun. Look at me here having so much fun talking to Caitlin Bennett. I want to, before I move down, we'll add in the laugh track after, don't worry. Um, I want to talk to you about something before we move to the paywall because I want to save some of the Trump stuff for behind the paywall. But when you're going to go out in 2022, are you for the Republicans, so to speak, or are you just supporting Trump, do you think, or or either? You know, that's a good question, too. Because we have actually, Justin and I have talked about taking a different angle with our content in general and making it more pro-family. So this idea and what I just talked about, how conservatism is more than lower taxes and, and the economy, we kind of wanted to come at it from a perspective of being pro-family again, excuse me, being pro-faith, being, uh, you know, just just trying to bring conservatives back to what we're supposed to be promoting. But when we go out there to Trump rallies, it's definitely going to be pro-Trump because we definitely want him back in office. We definitely uh, think that he's better than Joe Biden or Hillary or Kamala Harris, whoever they put up there. Uh, but that that's the angle that we did when he was running the first time. So I think we're going to keep with that angle being pro-Trump. Um, I have no problem defending the Republican Party either. I, I don't mind doing that um, because I, I hate the people who sit there and say, well, there's really no difference between them. And it's like, no. Okay. There is a good and a bad side here. Neither are perfect, but definitely the Republican side on just the basic issue of abortion is 10 times better than the Democrats. So no, they are not the same. I hate... Ugh, I hate fence sitters who say that, but um, I don't have any problem defending them. I do think it'll be more of like a pro-Trump approach, but um, yeah, I hope that answered your question, pregnancy well, I, brain. <laughs> well, I think you're going to get some people asking about, what about the Lindsey Grahams, the, uh, um, who am I thinking of? I'm Madison Cawthorn, but uh, Dan Crenshaw. I think those are the main people people have questions about coming into something like this as to which direction the party is going to run in, because you have these videos where they're on tape. Um, Lindsey Graham really going hard for Ukraine. So is um, Crenshaw and then him arguing with a 10 year old. So you have a, a real split, I think. That was a fun video. Don't you tell me what my faith is. Um, <laughs> but up here, we're having the same thing where people are starting starting to discover that the conservative um, politicians they once once thought would be defending them are a little bit more, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, neocon or rhino. So I think that'll be interesting to see you parse through those waters. Trump's going to run, you think, 2022. What do you think is going to happen? Much closer coming up. Do you see an end to all COVID restrictions coming up to this election? What do you think is going to happen there? That's a good question because we just saw in New Jersey how the governor restrict or lifted all mm -hmm. of the mask mandates for the schools. And that is shocking. And I think it's because he almost lost. He almost, he, New Jersey almost flipped red and uh, they almost booted this guy out. So maybe, 
it, it was a is a tactic to try to bring those people who were trying to get him out, um, you know, trying to appease that side of the the state. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Do we see all of these restrictions get lifted when you know Trump has always been not always. <laughs> but mostly anti-restriction. Um, definitely now he is. So I don't know. That's a good question. A lot of people here, especially in Florida, because that's where I live, mm -hmm. they sit there and they say they want Ron DeSantis to run. And I just want to say, if anybody is pushing for this man to run for president, you are my enemy because he needs to stay here in Florida. He is ours. We call dibs. And once he can't run for governor anymore, then the whole country can have him. But he's doing such an amazing job here in Florida. I'm I'm nervous for him to leave and uh, some neocon, like you've said, come in and uh, take the reins from him. And then here in Florida, we're just kind of like milk toast for the rest of the country. Um, so I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I, think, I do think mm -hmm. I do think he'll run again. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it would be a bit of a waste if Trump is running again to put DeSantis up there and have to have him leave his governorship. I say, considering Democrats have nobody, you might as well throw Trump up for better or for worse. Because whether it's Biden, he's not going to make it. I don't think Hillary is just a disaster. Um, I guess Mayor Pete they could throw up there. He sucks too. I mean, talking about transportation being all about race somehow and, yeah. you know, go buy an electric car if you can't afford gas. They have literally nobody. And it's that, and for that purpose, it's an exciting time, but it's also sad that they have zero reasonable people speaking up. A lot of people, I don't know how closely you followed the, the New York mayor and how ridiculous he's been already. Um, Video came out yesterday of him calling people crackers and stuff like that. So it's not a not you haven't seen that. that. He said, I dealt with the crackers. He was talking about when he was a cop. Oh, no. Yeah. I dealt with the crackers. They couldn't stop me. Um, I don't think that's his voice, but anyway. Um <laughs> I just think it's a no. shame. Like everybody was so excited to see him and and just replace de Blasio. He's a cop, he's gonna be tough on crime. And then Im immediately they say, Oh, we're not gonna charge people. I think it's theft under a thousand, sort of the California thing. Um, just no jail time for regular offenses that you should probably have jail time for um in a place like New York City where it's happening all over the place. Were you gonna were you gonna chime in there? Oh, I was gonna say, like I told you in the email, ever since becoming pregnant, my 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 sphere of politics and what I know is like this big. <laughs> so I don't catch on to things very fast. My um my priorities have definitely shifted and changed. So but no, that sounds some like something funny, and I have to go. I have to go look that up once we're done here. <laughs> I just think that when you see something like that, imagine it's the old. Imagine if it was the other way around. Would uh, Ron DeSantis, for example, get get an excuse, get a pass if an old video came up of him using the N word? Overwhelmingly, no. no of course not. <laughs> All right, you're pregnant. You've got things to do. I'm going to give you one more question before we go. Um, I want to know just who does Kate, and it doesn't have to be right now because you said you weren't, you're, you're busy with the pregnancy. Who are the creators that you like the most? We've seen you on other channels. We've seen you on other stuff. Um, I've seen you with Savannah. I think I've seen you on Elad. Um, yes. you, do, you don't get along with Nuance Bro from what I recall. I had to, he, I, okay. Go Correction. ahead. Go off Caitlin Ben. I don't know anything about this guy. Wait, did I meet him? I don't know. It was, um, maybe 
I remembered there was something, and then I looked it up, and it was him uh, calling you and his... Right behind the paywall, I can say it. He was calling uh, you and your followers retarded, I believe, if they were subscribed to him. Rude. I've never seen that because I don't care about him. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't... I've never seen that. Um, I feel like I met him at CPAC, maybe. And if I did, he was incredibly forgettable. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, I, I don't remember my interaction with him if I if I did have one. I'll send you um, the, um, the link to slight, uh, Elijah Schaefer talked about it on his show like a couple years ago. That's the only thing I could find because I remembered something happened um, where he was being mean, but that was it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people, a lot, actually, the guy you just mentioned, he actually didn't used to like me until I found out he was talking smack. So I ended up in uh, one of his live streams. And actually, every time I see him now, uh, we hug, we take a picture. And he's like, well, you're not like I thought you were. And yeah, that's because you pay attention to TikTok clips about me. And, and I think it's a little bit of jealousy, but that's okay. I see a lot of myself in you, Caitlin. So much troubles <laughs> being started all over the globe, all the time. Um, is there anyone, that was the question though, is there anyone that you love to watch, uh, streeters and stuff, or just podcasts or anything? Yeah, so my favorite guy to watch would be uh, Michael Knowles, and then after that would be Matt Walsh. Uh, I think they are, I think Matt Walsh is super funny, and his dry sense of humor is... It's fun to watch. Michael Knowles, on the other hand, is super intellectual, mm -hmm. and um, he really gets into the philosophy behind things, and he's a Catholic. Well, they're both Catholic, so that is something that I really now really enjoy that perspective of. As you can see, this is my husband's shrine. <laughs> I didn't have a choice in this being in oh, our okay. house. <laughs> I'm a big but, Michael Knowles uh, guy. Uh, did you see um, Matt Walsh on Dr. Phil? I did. That I is did. just... I, that's perfect, isn't it? I could not believe someone had the guts to go up there and say that to their faces. And um, because it, he basically said what we all want to say on a national platform. And I, I think it did a lot of good for our side. I think he was wonderful in what he said in his, his representation. And it's always a good day to just like stump. I, so this is uncensored. Yes. Maybe I shouldn't say. I've got Catholic stuff behind me. Maybe I should just be nice. <laughs> say whatever you want. I'll only clip it and put it out to everyone. <laughs> Caitlin Bennett uses transphobic slurred. <laughs> oh, that'll be the title, and they'll click on it and see me agreeing with you. Um, just, just sneak it to Logan Paul for for his for his podcast. Just he'll pay you for it. I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, that'd be a nice those U.S. dollars converted into Canadian. I'll be. A quajillionaire. No, yeah, I, I think go. that's a, a video idea for you. Just maybe you've done it. Um, what is a woman? Find a really super progressive place. See if they can define I woman. Have. Yeah, that's what I figured. I can't. I I, every, everyone defines it on their own. We can't define it for them. But also, I want oh. to look like a pretty girl at the same time. That's the that's the part I don't understand is there's no gender. But at the same time. I want to be a pretty girl like who wears makeup with long fingernails and long hair. I don't understand the logic there. I, I tell you what, after becoming pregnant, when people diminish womanhood and what it means to be female, it strikes a nerve in me like I've never experienced before because being pregnant's not easy. As you can see, I'm a lot fatter now. And that's been hard to deal with. But furthermore, it's just 
the things that you emotionally you go through as a pregnant woman and your body changes so much men cannot do this they will never know wow. what it's like men to... can get pregnant caitlin bennett for those of you guys <laughs> watching emoji. men can be pregnant um what's the other thing uh my body my choice no periods. uterus no opinion men can have periods don't be transphobic don't shave your armpits it's natural yeah exactly uh you know <laughs> Oh, there, there's so many, so many videos that we have filmed that we can't put out on YouTube because <laughs> I just go off about this issue. And there's been a couple of times that people have gotten me heated and I've just gone and Justin pulls me to the side. You can't act like that. Okay. Cause we can't use this footage now. And I'm like, yes, we can. <laughs> no, actually we can't use the footage. Cause I was a little too much. <laughs> wow. Somebody get us behind the scenes footage. Um, libertyhangout.tv Caitlin thanks for joining me we're out of time unfortunately I hope you'll come back and be on with another guest so what I love to do is bring everybody back and you know team everybody up and get everybody's opinions flowing libertyhangout.tv of course the YouTube channel Facebook she's going to be coming back for Trump stuff in the new year or we're in the new year anything else you want to say to the Canadians Caitlin um keep going i love what i'm seeing i'm very excited about all the people taking a stand and uh the things that i've seen about the police doing don't let them bother you just keep doing what you're doing uh thank you canadians for you know what yeah you know they've done more than americans have done in, in the face of these restrictions i do have to say that so People think that Canada is just full of nice and like nonchalant people. They don't want to get you know their boots dirty. I love that they're proving that wrong and they will stand up for themselves. So yes, that's awesome. But thank you so much, Andrew, for having me on. I would love to come back on, obviously, with whoever, maybe even Nuance Bro. No, I'm kidding. That would be good. <laughs> I don't know if he'll come on, but that would like, be good. I would just, I would, just, I would literally just be like, who are you? Uh, is this you the want guy to debate that you him? said I was coming on with? You want to debate him? We can, we can <laughs> no, make that happen. No, I do not care to take my time okay. with him. <laughs> All right, we'll find somebody nicer then. Thanks, everybody, for watching on Rebel News Plus. Thanks to the Spotify and Apple audience. You get the exclusive stuff on here as well. Have a good day, Caitlin. Thanks for coming on. See you next week.